Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I played Vale, but Vale's gone missing in Skyrend, so... If you want to talk about it, you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the human monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrim. Several weeks have passed since the death of Patches in the cavern below the humble fishing and port town of Capris. The withering, as it has come to be called, has been spreading ever since. Those afflicted with the condition at first seemed to desiccate before their bodies turned to statues of bone. The visages left behind are rarely peaceful. So far, no one knows of the scope of a cure, or of the cause. Count Vera and Countess Irina of the Driftwood House have called out for aid. In response, representatives from far and wide are beginning to assemble. They all bring a similar tale of panic and confusion. One day, the same day, people became ill without warning. Neither medicine nor magic has proven effective. More are expected to arrive soon, so no formal meetings have taken place yet. Within the Bard's Rebellion, the members each face their own hardships. Samudio rarely leaves his Tamani form, and seems to be losing weight every day, though not from the withering. He barely eats, and his nights are restless. Several people have nervously mentioned his pained howls and nervous stalking in the middle of the night. Master Darvin Grimm, in your dreams, you can't help but be reminded of the unknown cost you paid to keep that portal open, allowing Aranus to return. Coram said you would soon discover the cost, but that has not yet happened. Aranus Gray. Gray the Great. <laughs> the cost of killing the God of Chaos and saving your soul cannot be fully measured. Yet. As you see the elves around you get worse every day, you seem to have been spared by the withering. And then, one day about a week ago, you felt an odd itching sensation just behind your ear. It began to get worse, and something felt... off. Finding a mirror, you noticed a patch of bone creeping forward. And as for Vale, 
No one has seen or heard anything of your changeling friend since they vanished in a beam of light from Patches. And the world itself has not been spared. The sky appears muted and dull. Windless storms spread fat drops of warm rain that hang unnaturally in the air. When night falls, it is near impossible to make out the stars. The light of the moon appears especially diffused, like a softly glowing snowbank in the sky. This hasn't caused the same panic as the withering, but it is unsettling nonetheless. And as the world grasps for answers, we turn our attention now to those responsible. Hello and welcome to the start of book three. The world has been drastically changed by the events of the end of book two, and we have these fine folks to thank. How they respond to all this is completely up to them. So, Darwin and Aranis, what have you been doing during this time? Drinking. <laughs> all right, Aranis wants to go first. It's the truth. <laughs> okay, Aranis. Where have you been drinking? At the Blue Crab Tavern. Ah, uh, yes. The tavern here in Capris. Would you say you're drinking to excess? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in that case, what's the worst thing that you've done on a bender so far? I insisted on people doing karaoke with me <laughs> while I played whatever the equivalent is of like Sweet Caroline like over and over and oh, over and over again Oh, gosh. until the poor tavern owner was like, bro, you gotta go. <laughs> so it was like a cruise from Boston? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I got through about like four times before she kicked me out. She was like, you got it. You have to leave uh -huh. now. People are starting to actively get angry. <laughs> okay. Outside of that event. <laughs> how are you and the tavern owner getting on? Uh, very well. I play there almost every night. Um, I am generally, when I'm not being overly drunk and terrible... I'm generally earning her actually a great deal of extra money oh. by playing there. Okay. You are a very talented musician, and these are troubling times. Is there anything else you'd like to say about what you've been up to during this time? Or has it all just been drunken performing? Yeah, it's pretty much just drinking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And wallowing. But yeah, drinking. <laughs> All right. And Darvin, what have you been up to during these weeks? Hiding. Hiding? Where? Somewhere wildernessy. Okay. Well, yeah, if you walk out of town, it's not long before you get to wilderness areas. Maybe inaccessible to those without my, you know, vertical aptitude. <laughs> so are you just running up trees? I was thinking maybe like up a cliff or something just somewhere that's a little bit high up and hard for people to reach okay or i could be alone yeah i think if you were to walk along the shore maybe to the west a little bit closer to that really narrow long bay that 
people don't travel across because the waters are terrible. Yeah, there's definitely some cliff space around there that you could easily just run up and have plenty of alone time. Outside of hiding, are you doing anything else? So while I'm hiding, I'm doing a lot of meditating, not not praying specifically. Mm. Just trying to clear my head, figure some stuff out. All right, all right. So we've got Aranis off drinking and playing in the tavern. And we've got Darvin running up cliffs and (laughs) (laughs) hiding out alone. Where are you staying in town? Or are you staying in town? Um, does the tavern have an like an inn attached to it? Are there rooms? Uh, the hotel is where most people would stay. If the tavern has any rooms, it's not like a hotel. It's not a. Uh, it's not like an inn. Oh, it's it like it would the probably tav- be similar to the situation back in Karami, where there's like a room or two. Okay, like the tavern owner. Um, like she's got a room, obviously, okay. but. If you're staying there, then you are definitely on great terms with her. I don't know that I'm on that good of terms with her, right? Like, I had an arrangement with Tobard after a like a long-standing gig. There, I was able mm-hmm. to be like, um, can I? But I like I haven't been here long enough. Okay. So, I guess, I guess I'd be staying in the hotel. I don't. I mean, I don't. We're sort of here yeah i'm I'm trying to decide whether or not i would be like looking for more permanent lodgings but then i guess we don't have any money or supplies or anything because they're all with veil so um yeah so i guess i'd be staying at the hotel and using like whatever i make at the bar to like pay for my mm. stay so that's okay. pretty much a wash at this point i guess yeah unless i start to make a ton of money but i don't know that that's I think that as as skilled as you are mm-hmm. and, as, and as popular as you are among these people, these still aren't the richest of people. No. So you are earning enough to stay at the hotel and you're earning enough to eat, uh, but you're not really making additional funds. It's a subsistence performance. It's totally fine. Okay. As long as I can eat, drink, and sleep, I'm good, right? <laughs> All right. What about you, Darvin? Where have you been staying? Um... Well, I wouldn't have any money, and I don't have any marketable skills. I'm saying unless you're earning some money somehow. You can, like, chop wood with your hands, dude. Oh, that's true. (laughs) (gasps) Karate chop that. That's true. Just use your kangaroo to help you. You've also got a sword, and if you want to be doing just basic manual labor, that's certainly a possibility. You could be getting firewood. You could be fishing. You could be crabbing. Um, You could be shucking oysters. Like working in the kitchen at the hotel if you wanted to. Hmm. I kind of like the firewood thing. Okay. Because it's a little more solitary. Yeah. Out in the wilderness. Mm hmm. Getting firewood. So, where are you sleeping then? So, I would think most nights probably out on my cliff thing. Okay. But every once in a while, I'll come back to town to experience civilization, say hi to Arnis, maybe. Hmm. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. So, during this time, as more people are showing up in an effort to help, and people are continuing to get worse, you certainly do notice the increased numbers here in the city. The hotel is quickly filling up, as are the docks. 
a number of people are probably sleeping on those ships. Since Count Vera and Countess Arena put out the call for aid, a number of dignitaries and representatives have arrived. There are the dwarves from the Protectorate of Wood and Celestia, with golden flowers woven into their hair. A pair of constructs, similar to Ulwan, have arrived from Vorzeth, with a pale rust spreading over them. The familiar pair of Gosia and Ovid from the Celestial Temple of St. Phaleron arrived just yesterday and have made it a point to avoid both of you. (laughs) (laughs) A humanoid mass of twisting vines with flowery facial features seemed to wander in and has just been roaming the pathways of the town. The docks are filled with ships and several more anchored offshore. Others have appeared under the cover of night, and you have not seen anything of them. Is there anyone in that group that catches your eye? Anybody that you want to talk with? Anybody that you're curious about? Mass of Vines is interesting to me. Hmm. The plant person. Yeah, but I don't... I'm trying to decide if... Arnis would actually be at this point like interested in like trying to communicate with them or if he's still wallowing. Like I think that I think the like plant person definitely like catches my eye, but I'm in no shape to like meet okay. a new species. Ooh, I've got a good question here. Darwin, do you ever go watch Arnis perform? Yeah, I think I would. Okay. How does Darvinus find Arnus's music these days? What do you think of his drinking? Hmm. I'm a little worried. Hmm. <laughs> Only a little. Why is that? Bro. Well, I mean, it's not like he didn't not drink. <laughs> okay. And it's not like it's not understandable. So, okay, maybe more than a little worried, but it's not the most forefront concern because, one, it appears justified, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to say it's justified. I mean, yeah. If if I were Arnis, I would be drinking too. Okay. In fact. Hmm. In fact what? Has Darwin taken up a vice? Yeah, I think Darwin maybe has experienced drunkenness a few times recently as well. <gasps> oh, no. Very interesting. Very interesting. I did not Are think you- of that. Are you drinking to escape the reality of what's happened? Are you drinking to join Aranus? Like, what's the... Little from column A, little from column B. Okay. I would say mostly to escape the reality. Mm-hmm. But yes, trying to maintain kinship with Aranus also. Okay. Oh, buddy. We'll be drunky together. You're my only friend. <laughs> oh. Sam feels so hurt right now. Forgot about Sam. Sam is like, you're a bitch, man. (laughs) That's why he's howling at night by himself. No, there's other reasons. Darwin's a jerk. Okay. I think I want to take this moment then to zoom in a little bit closer on some relationships that have sprung up during this time. That doesn't necessarily mean romantic relate. These just could just be friendships. But first... Aranus, the morning after Gosia and Ovid arrive, Mm -hmm. and you're back in the tavern, 
Do you start playing right away or do you need a few drinks first? I think ultimately it depends on the day, right? Like, mm-hmm. So which day is this? Like if I'm... <laughs> <laughs> the day after those two arrive, I probably need to start drinking first because I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to get outed. Like I'm about to get outed. <laughs> okay. Like they don't know, they don't know what Barifax told me. Mm. But they know why we were there in the temple. Okay. And so I'm just, I'm like, this is the end. This is the end. They knew bring you were on looking the mob. to kill a god. They just didn't know which god. Yeah. Now they know that there's a dead god. <laughs> bring bring on the mob of, of people. I'm not going to say anybody knows about that yet. Oh. You, people may not know that there's a dead god. Yeah, but they're celestials. Don't they just like know shit? They're big nerds they still need to get that information from somewhere <laughs> i mean i guess that's true you gotta download it from some source well but they also have like direct access to their god he's like in the temple he's there but would he tell them i don't know so yeah we don't know we'll have to figure out won't we but i'm still like oh shit yeah <laughs> understandably so <laughs> like if anybody knows uh in walked the people to the town that are gonna know mm-hmm. okay so I think it's about the time that tavern owner is pouring you your second drink of the morning, showing that you're just off to a wonderful start of the day. We're going to dive in a little bit onto this here. So the tavern owner, Cynthia Garrulous, a half-orc lady. She's probably somewhere in her 30s or 40s. And like many other people here in town, she has begun to be affected by the withering. Her right arm and shoulder and starting to creep up her neck. It's, it's definitely desiccated a bit. It's starting to shrink and you're seeing more wrinkles in the skin and you can see definitely the start of the spread of bone started around her shoulder and it's down past her elbow and it's probably creeping up just past the collarbone. Makes it very hard for her to move that portion of her body. She's very stiff there, but. She's trying to keep a positive attitude. There are elves and other folks in this town that have it much worse, who can barely move. So she's happy that she can just still perform a service for the town. Well, Arnis, are you sure you want to be going this fast this early? As she pours the drink, (laughs) she's not turning. She's not stopping you from drinking. Today. Yes. <laughs> Why today? What's different about today? I know this sounds stupid and overly forebody, but if I told you, your life would be in danger. <laughs> she finishes pouring your drink, slides it over to you, grabs a bottle of wine, and just taps it on her shoulder. You can hear a little tunk tunk as it hits the bone. Well, I'm already in danger and she takes a swig from the bottle okay let me just like (laughs) let me get an actual timeline here like literally how long has it been since since this whole thing started since i killed pathox how long has it been oh how long has it been since that day yeah because i'm trying to figure out like how long i've known her how much i would trust her like that kind of stuff. Well, it's been several weeks, so probably like five weeks. Okay. So you can assume like about a month is like how long I've known her or just over. Getting close to two months. 
Oh, right, because of them. Through different months. calendar here. Right, yeah. <sighs> I think he's going to honestly wrestle with that for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. just because, like, he does trust her and she's been really good to him, even though he's sometimes been kind of an asshole and, uh, <laughs> and like, really try to decide, like... Like, way the like, is it worth unburdening myself of this, like, secret to somebody, even though she could be harmed by it, technically? Yeah, I'm not going to tell her. Okay, you don't have to tell her. And all I'm going to tell her is, like, I I appreciate that, and right, like, right there with you, and I, like, lift up mm-hmm. my hair, right, to show her the, like, spot spreading behind my ear, and and just say, but I can't. I can't put you in more danger than you're already in. All right. All right. I'm not going to be pressing the issue. If, if you're not ready to talk about it, that's fine. You're keeping some people around here in good spirits and that counts for a lot. So when you're ready, I'll be here. Thank you. Um, now, are we going to have a repeat of the karaoke night or? <laughs> no. Okay. And if I start, don't let me get through even the first chorus. <laughs> just immediately, just make me go. She's a half orc. She could just kick you off the stage, literally. Yeah. But she's probably got one of those cane things. Oh, the you hooks. Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get the get hook. Get the hook. Okay. Cynthia will go to tend to the rest of her morning duties, besides getting Arnis drunk, and prepare for when the regular clientele shows up. Usually in a couple hours. <laughs> Not everyone's a morning drinker in this Maybe town. three or four. <laughs> Nobody likes an, an ale with their scrambled eggs. Mm. Come on. Okay. So, Darwin, today, are you out on your cliff or are you out working uh, chopping wood? Probably chopping wood. Okay. How early in the morning do you start? Probably not super early. It depends on, you know, how much money I need to make to keep myself afloat, <laughs> how much wood I need to chop, but I'm not uh-huh. I'm not out for any more work than I have to do here. For a bit of perspective, who starts in the morning first? You chopping or Arnis drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess Arnis drinking. <laughs> okay. I was going to say toss up, but... <laughs> if Darwin sleeps in late, then yeah... If I'm chopping by like 10, 11, I'm good. I assume Arnis Oh, yeah, I'm drinking then. way before that, yeah. Okay. What are you chopping with? What do you got? Um, that's actually a good point. I'm, I don't know. You can get your hands on an axe if you wanted one, but if you've got, if you're using the tools that you had before, that's fine too. No, I'd probably procure an axe. Like, all I can think of is my sword, and I don't think I would use that on trees. It wouldn't be good for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I imagine the people, at least some of the people, who are usually in charge of gathering wood for the town, are not feeling so hot. And they have been affected by the withering, and not all of them can swing an axe anymore. So your help is definitely appreciated. And so this morning, you're out there chopping at a tree. Just a nice... I don't know, is it... How hard of a worker are you at this? Are you efficient? Is it taking your time? I would be pretty leisurely. Okay. So as you're chopping away, chop, 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 
you hear some footsteps going through the leaves. No words yet. And then just in between all of your chops. Chop. 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 The sound of like a smaller axe hitting a tree. He's like five feet away. You turn and look and there's your new friend. Just as you arrived in Capris all those weeks ago, and before you went to go confront Patches, a modest-looking fishing ship showed up, and one of the passengers, as tends to be the case, was a worshipper of Favon, the god of the sky. As we've mentioned before, ships often have priests or holy persons, either to Favon or to Narluk, to help make the sailing go smoother or faster. As Count Vera and Countess Serena have not allowed any ships to leave, their ship is just kind of stuck in port, and she doesn't have a whole lot to do when she's not working. Guiding ships is her livelihood. Yeah, and this person, of course, you know. You've, from what I understand, spoken to her at least a few times before over these past weeks. There's a halfling woman, brunette hair, somewhat bleached by the sun, decent tan going, some freckles or moles or whatever. A lot of exposure to the sun and to the sea wind. She still wears her vestments, and she's wielding like a hatchet. Axes are a little bit too big for halflings. And there's your new friend, Felicity Hallowbrook. And just in between every single one of your chops, you hear one of hers. <laughs> chop, 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 chop. And I think just a quick look at the tree she's chopping on, and with that little hatchet, she's not out here to cut down that tree. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a few hours, but like, yeah, just chopping away. Chop, chop. Do you say anything to her, or do you just continue your work? You're saying I already know her at this point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, you, you already know her. Then I would say, hello. Just as RNS already knows Cynthia, you already know Felicity. Gotcha. It's a small town. Then yeah, I'm not just going to ignore her if she's already my friend. And be like, hey Felicity. Morning, Darwin. How's the work going today? Mm. Not too shabby. How many trees you knocked down? Uh. Today. I don't know what a believable chopping rate would be at a leisurely pace. Say, like, whatever would be normal. Oh. Times 0. 0.75. I'm you tell working, me. I'm working at about 75% efficiency. How long does it take to axe through a tree? I mean, if you're a pro, not long, unless the tree is very thick. I'm not a pro. So, I mean, if you want to say this is still your first tree of the morning, fine. Yeah, let's say that. Could be a bigger tree. No, maybe it's the second. Okay. Maybe, but it is bigger, so maybe I started on a smaller one, and I got the small mm. one fast, now this is the bigger one. You had a warm-up tree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Onto the real tree. <laughs> warm-up tree. <laughs> I have to have a warm-up tree. So yeah, I would tell her, this is my second tree of the day. So tell me, Darvin. She's chopping away, making way less progress than you. Is this what you're doing now? You're a woodsman? Yeah, I guess. What happened to all that Corum stuff? Well, I don't know. I guess I just need a break. A break? From religion? No. I didn't think it worked that way. It doesn't. So, chop, chop. So what is it then? Are you giving it up? No. I like to see it like I just have new clientele. I'm giving these trees the gift of Quorum's grace. 
Oh my god. I had never thought about a lumberjack being a servant of Corum in that he's killing the trees. Me neither until right this second. Terrible. I don't think that has been... To be clear, that's not what Darwin had been thinking. It's just what he says. This is fine. <laughs> I think it's fine either way. Mm-hmm. It's just the safest answer he can think of. So you still find this as satisfying service? Well, it's simple. It's repetitive. It's good for clearing my head. Okay, but does that... Does that bring you closer to your god? Do you feel Coram out here? Or? No. So then why aren't you making that connection somewhere? Don't you ever need a break? <sighs> she chops. Chop. Chop. Darwin, since we've been on land, it's been a break. I'm on land. I meant for me. <laughs> I mean, this is my on land. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, but... All right, yeah, she's going to be honest here. I think you guys are friends. And I don't think that Felicity is going to be one to hide things. Especially not when the world is... Well, she doesn't know it's the world. But especially not when everything around her is going a little bit bonkers. Well, you know, Darvin... I don't mean that being on land has caused me to be on a break. Chop. Chop. What I mean is that ever since we got here, well, not right away, but shortly after, chop. Chop. It pauses for 20, 30 seconds. And really, like, kind of puts some effort into that chopping. And still has only carved out, like, a couple inch wedge. <laughs> I haven't been able to connect. I reach out for Favon and I don't find him. Them. I can't find my purpose right now. Cha. Cha. And if I could, I would. So you're telling me you can. Cha. Cha. And you won't. I assume I can. When's the last time you spoke to your god? How long ago has it been since? Well, about five weeks or so. Okay, about five weeks. That's a long time to go. Did you do something wrong? I don't know. Darvin shrugs. You don't know if you did something wrong, or you don't know if what you did was wrong? Both. Yes. <laughs> so, you're just not going to seek out an answer to that? Let me ask you this. I have a question. Mm hmm Okay, pretend for the moment you were still connected to your god. Mm hmm What if they asked you to do something, and it seemed normal enough, so you did it, because they're your god, so of course you do it. Yeah. But the end result was not what you anticipated. 
the ship landed at a different port or something? Yeah. Let's say at a port where something bad happened to the crew. <sighs> and this, it turns out, was your god's plan. You just didn't know. Well, I don't know. I'm good friends with the crew. We've been at sea for weeks, at least on this trip, and several before that. I like them. They're my friends. I wouldn't want anything to happen to them. But I can't imagine Favon wanting to hurt them. But, I mean, I... Chop. Chop. I couldn't possibly begin to imagine everything that Favon has planned. Gods are... Gods are big. I don't just mean physically. Like, they're... Everything about them is just so much more and complex. And I don't know if I could understand their plans. So you would double down. I'm not saying that. It would be concerning. I would want to know why. And if God won't talk to me, I'll find someone that they will talk to. You would ask why? Of course. Faith is great, but... And blind faith can be useful, but ignorant faith... Seems dangerous. You wouldn't fear chastisement? (sighs) Chop. (laughs) Chop. I would. I would. But I follow Favon to do good. To help people. And if something happened that I thought contradicted that, I'd want to know why. Fair point. (sighs) All right, Darwin. She makes a very hefty swing with her little arms. (laughs) And just embeds the hatchet vertically into the side of the tree. She walks over to you. Are you still chopping away? Yeah. Okay, in which case she stops a few feet away. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> and she's not trying to get in between you and the tree. But she stands behind you, on the side away from where you're swinging the axe. All right, Darvin. What's it going to take to get you to talk to God again? What do I have to do? I mean, unless this really is all you're going to ever do again, is be a lumberjack. If you're just hanging up the robes, Fine. Sell all your stuff. Move into one of these homes. Some of them are getting emptied out, unfortunately fast. I would lose my prowess in certain areas, we'll say. (laughs) And if that means that much to you, what do I have to do to help you out? I'm afraid. Okay. Do you want to not, like, how do you, if you weren't afraid... Would you talk to your god again? Yeah, I would. All right. Let's go figure this out. Let's let's put these trees behind us for the day. What do you say? All right. Okay. Drinks are on me. I like drinks now. <laughs> I like drinks now. <laughs> yeah, I think Felicity will escort you back to town and head right into the Blue Crab. And there's Arnis. Arnis, you've had a few drinks by now. Are you are you playing yep. yet? Or are you still just drinking? Mm, it's still pretty early in the day. I'm guessing there's like nobody in the tavern uh, really yet. It's probably a little afternoon. There's a couple people. Yeah, I'm probably not playing yet. If you're not able to get paid, you don't want to get up there and play. Yeah. Okay. 
So playing alone isn't therapeutic for you? No. Gotta ask questions. I mean, a little bit, but like as a performer, I I feed off the crowd. So if there's not really a crowd, I mean, my music gets really depressing, especially right now. Okay. If I'm just like playing alone and I feel like, I feel like poor Cynthia, like I played once like early in the day before there was like really anybody there. Cause she was like, oh, maybe it'll like draw people in. So yeah, go ahead and start playing. And it was just like mopey, sad and terrible. And she was like, yeah, maybe don't do that again. Is it like open mic night in a college town? <laughs> All right. Listen, no, the it's cure. Like, like the qual, <laughs> like the quality is better. Just the songs are so depressing that people would like open the door to the tavern and be like, oh, maybe I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> right? Like, mm, some of those boats in the dock seem like a good place to hang out. Like, okay. they're just. Okay. So, Darwin, you and Felicity enter into the Blue Crab. There's Arnis sitting up at the bar drinking. Felicity is just going to go order a bottle from Cynthia. What kind of drinks does Darwin prefer now? Well, he would have been used to wine from his upbringing, so mm -hmm. he's probably just a little more used to it now. Okay. So yeah, Felicity will grab a bottle of wine. Red or white? Red. All right. How about one of each? <laughs> bottle uh, of red. <laughs> Felicity's goals are not Aranus's goals. So Darwin, Felicity grabs that bottle of red wine, since she knows that's what you like. She just heads over to a table on the opposite side of the tavern, puts a couple glasses down. What do you do? Drink. Or cheers first, maybe. I don't know. Oh, is there a toast? Yeah, I think there's a toast. What are you toasting toast. to? I don't know. I didn't think that far ahead. It just feels like the thing to do. Is it a silent toast then? Well, it's like a, just a clink, you know? Okay. So the two of you start drinking. There's a silent toast. Arnis on the other side of the room. Also silently drinking, but alone. And for the first cup, Felicity's not going to ask you anything. She's not going to say anything. She's going to let you drink. She's going to drink too. Like she finishes off her glass. Pours you both a second one. <sighs> All right, Darwin. No, I didn't ask you here to get so drunk that you're not afraid. <laughs> I have a feeling that would be the wrong way to approach a god. Probably. But if that's what you want... I can open a tab. But aside from that, what are you afraid of? Other than well, you're going to lose your connection? Yeah. Incur his wrath. But, I mean, if you're not doing anything, you're not really connected. It's just on paper. Yeah, but, I don't know, I've gone a while without checking in with him before. And were you serving him during that time? Sometimes indirectly. But always in some way. And now you're just not, right? I mean, do trees really count? Take a better theist than me to answer that question. <laughs> Can I hear them across the bar? I want to say since there's only a few people in the tavern right now and there's no music, uh, Felicity's not making an effort to whisper. I'm not. So, I'm unless not, Darwin is. I'm not either. Okay. So then, yeah, I think you can hear them talking away. And you catch most of this conversation in between swigs and refills. <laughs> so as soon as he says that, like, it would take a better theist than me to answer that question. Mm -hmm. I put my ale down on the counter, turn my head and just say, 
no, <laughs> and then go back to drinking. <laughs> As in, no, trees don't count. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your friend over there seems very sure, but... I don't think he's a better theist than me. Although... I'm inclined to agree with you there. Although, what? Oh, nothing. That's right. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> Sorry, Arnus is real salty right now. Oh, that's what Arnus said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is your friend ever in a good mood? No. <laughs> he used to be. Felicity, Shannon, like, Shannon is sorry. Arnus is not sorry. <laughs> Felicity leans in closer and whispers, Is your friend always in a bad mood? I- I'm gonna whisper. As of late, it didn't used to be this way. So... So your friend's a bit down. You're not... You're not praying. You're not connecting with your god anymore. I mean, there's plenty of reasons why. I understand. With what's happening right now around here, it would cause me to worry too. But, on the other hand, I I don't know if Favon could help in this situation. I don't know how the sky would heal people. But I've mostly been concerned with travel. You, though, Corum, seems to apply a little bit more here. Whole god of death thing. It does, doesn't it? So, we've got people dying. No one knows how to fix it, as far as I know. And you're just content to let that happen? No. But, my role in these things is not usually the healer. You know this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But are you ever a protector? Do you ever save people? Yes. But that's not usually in his name. So, again, what's it going to take to get you to talk? To him, not to me. I appreciate it. I like to know. There's something else besides fear of his wrath. Or being, you know, disconnected, exocommunicated, what have you. You understand what my role in this would be, right? How I would help? How he would have me help? Yeah, I've got an idea. I don't... I don't want to do that. I'm not saying I don't want to do it at all anymore. I'm saying the sheer numbers. I don't want to do that. Hmm. Okay. In that case, I don't know. Is there anything I can do? I'm not to necessarily help you talk to Corum again, but just to get you in a better place. I wish there were. Okay. There's nothing I can think of. She motions to Cynthia, who brings another bottle of wine over. We're already here. We might as well just relax for the day. I don't have anywhere to go. My ship's not leaving port. I don't have a ship. <laughs> well, fair enough then. To, uh, to being stuck on land. It's another cheers. So, Arnis, at what point in the day do you start playing? When the tavern is at, like, half-ish full of people. So, when there's, like, a decent number that I can kind of, like, 
feed off of or take like a little bit of energy from so that my songs aren't just like me playing for me, which is incredibly depressing at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, that's that's when I would like actually start playing and I would just start like noodling around a little bit to kind of get people interested and then actually like actively start playing. Um, so it varies like day to day. Like some days the place is like crawling with people like right after or around like what we would consider like lunchtime and some days it doesn't really ramp up until like after people would be like i don't know off work or like right before dinner okay and so it it totally varies all right so around early evening time let's say around early evening time as you're taking to the stage because the tavern is filling up and you start playing how much have you had to drink today not as much as when the karaoke incident <laughs> happened. Um, <laughs> um, Just give, how many drinks has it been? Uh, I'm trying to think of like what would be a highish number. Well, like now, science considers binge drinking in our time and world seven drinks in an hour. Seven drinks in I an hour. Reading that somewhere, yeah. Wow. Seven. But yeah. probably not every hour back to back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> In one, like, well, that uh, yeah, lone Arnis hour. is definitely not doing that. I was thinking, like, maybe seven total. Okay. Like, at this point. So it's like a steady stream of drinking, but it's mm-hmm. not well, like, I'm going to have five in a row and then try to stand up and fall down. Okay. <laughs> All right. You get up there and you start playing. Arnis, roll performance. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The first roll of the book. New performance. dice. Oh, performance. I had previously miscalculated your bonus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's a sweet, sweet 30. Holy wow. <laughs> shit, mushrooms. It's a 17 on the die for those of you uh, keeping track. The snowblind dice can stay. They can stay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's a good start. I love having a good soundtrack for uh, this moment here. (laughs) You're playing wonderfully. Way better than that drunken karaoke night. Hell yeah. (laughs) People are getting into it. Darvin, how does it feel to hear Arnis play so well today? Good, I guess. (laughs) I mean, I'm happy for Arnis and I'm definitely enjoying the music. All right. As Aranis plays, the tavern receives more and more guests, including some of the new arrivals. Mm. Notably, the two constructs show up. While they don't drink, they do enjoy the music. They find it very pleasing. Sweet. Unfortunately, there's a couple sailors who just are not in a good mood today. They see these two taking up seats, not drinking, and they decide to have a little fun. One of them grabs a spoon, like a wooden spoon. Oh, dear. And just goes up and starts playing percussion on one of them. And like stupid drunken laughter. These two are not having it, though. These constructs, no. Within very short order, the one getting tapped on with a wooden spoon stands up and grabs this person by the arm and lifts them into the air. Darwin and Arnis, yeah, you definitely noticed this. There's quite a commotion. 
Are you two doing anything? I figure with that, like, ridiculous performance role, I don't even stop playing. And I just say, uh, can somebody just get those two drunken idiots out of here? <laughs> As part of the song. You just write it in. Right? <laughs> like, nobody wants a fight here today. <laughs> somebody throw those two bitches out. <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm air guitaring right now. Very poorly, but... You should be air looting. Arnis isn't air looting poorly. <laughs> He's doing very well. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me a persuasion. Ooh. I now have a cuckoo high bonus to that, too. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to crit fail. Watch. Oh, no, I didn't. That's not a high roll, but it still comes to a 19. Roll to six. Okay, sure. Damn. Keeping track. <laughs> roll to six. <laughs> All right. Darvin, how are you responding to this action? You can hear Aaron is trying to calm the situation down. I think at some point... I would stand up, but when I see the construct holding the guy over his head or whatever. Just like grabbed him by the arm and lifted straight up. So this drunken sailor is just dangling there from his wrist. Yeah, so my initial instinct would be to, you know, defend the constructs. So I would stand up. But once it looks like, oh, it looks like they got this. Okay. I'm not exactly sitting back down. I'm like staying prepped in case I need to act. But for now, I'm okay just seeing what happens. All right. I think this particular construct, Holbrock, just so I can call them by a name, Holbrock, is holding this dumb, dumb sailor up in the air, looks at Arnis and just says, yeah, I can get him out of here, and, oh dear, (laughs) just shucks him through the door, which, like, oof, oof. This dude hits the door, there's a loud thud sound, the door swings open, and you hear him tumble into the dirt outside the door. His Oof. friend, <laughs> the drunken sailor's friend, quickly runs out to go chase his buddy down. Holbrock and his friend take their seat. <laughs> Darwin does the same. Uh, and you continue playing, or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't stopped. I just, like, I paused whatever I was singing to be like, hey, throw those bitches out of here. But I I hadn't stopped playing. All right. Yeah, I'm just that good. (laughs) Right now. Right now. I'm that Mm -hmm. good. It's going to turn real quick on me, but it's fine. Yeah, I like your hubris. Hey, Aranis, roll another performance check. Yep. I just want to see how the crowd responds to this bit of violence. It was low key. It was an impressive throw. But it was over very fast. Oh, well, it's still going to be a uh, 17. Four on the die. <laughs> you don't need to keep reminding us of your crazy, crazy bonus. But I want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For the most part, the crowd settles back into the music and to the drinks. There's a few uneasy people out there in the tavern today. About half an hour later, that door swings back open. In walks Idiot Sailor. Oh, man. With his friend. Oh, come on, guys. With his crew. Jeez. The first thing he does, walks over, picks up a stool, <sighs> and smashes it across Holbrock's back. The place instantly erupts into a bar fight. Damn it. Darvin and Arnis, what are you doing? There's a bunch of dumb, drunken sailors oh, here. Four. I'm going to throw it down. Ooh, fuck! 
Why? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't do that. I I don't. Um, <laughs> Darwin, the artist is just playing through the whole thing. Yeah, I keep playing. Probably. I don't know. Beer bottles. It's like that scene in Roadhouse. <laughs> I, I, I just I just turn it into like bar fight music. Okay. Or the theme from Benny Hill. <laughs> don't you have sleep? Play a lullaby. No, All I of which do that. has to be cut. So, yeah, artists, I, no, I, are don't, you, I don't do that. It's fine. Are you musically encouraging this bar brawl? No, I absolutely am not because I like this tavern and I want to keep playing here. So I immediately like stop playing. And uh, does Holbrook look hurt in any way? Like, does he need heels or should I just like... It's really hard to tell with a suit of armor. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Holbrook is much taller than Olwan, a good six feet tall. The make of his armor doesn't appear to be as thick. It appears to be for lighter, faster movement. Mm. But it is still like a full suit of armor just standing there, now engaged in a wonderful fight. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think of things that I could do that wouldn't enhance the chaos. Because I, like... Often the things I can do enhance, like, the chaos, but make it easier for us to, like, pick people off. So, like, like I don't want to cast confusion. <laughs> that seems like a bad right? idea. Right, that seems like a poor idea. Even fear seems like a bad idea. I was going to say I could do my fear thing, but... <laughs> you would hit so many people. Right. <laughs> I mean, I could try to put as many of them to sleep as possible. It's not a targeted spell, right? Um, it just hits an area based on who's got the lowest HP, right? Uh, creatures within twenty feet of a point you choose. Oh yeah. But I'm guessing. I mean, I mean, the bar can't be that big. No, it can't be. I'm not saying you're going to miss these people. I'm just saying you're going to hit a lot of other people with that spell too. Yeah, but if it's a big brawl. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you can. I mean, if you want to calm it. I want you to, I wanted to make sure you knew of the space here and the scope. <laughs> All right. Darwin, Arnis, roll some initiative. I can, I can do that. I'm going to roll for Townsfolk and Drunken Sailors. Yeah, Townsfolk and Drunken Sailors. Them's always the best. All right, Darwin, what do you got? 11. Arnis? 17. Okay. So before either of you can do anything, the rest of the patrons in this bar react. The first thing that happens is, of course, Holbrock and his friend Mersakeen grab a couple of these sailors and slam them into the ground. The rest of the patrons are just in a general like grapple with all these sailor guys. There's people getting choked, wild swings being taken, people are getting lifted up, but... These aren't fighters. And in fact, there's probably a number of these patrons who are just making their way to the outside of the room, like pressing up against the wall to get out of this fight. And then Arnis, what would you like to do? I want to cast sleep. Okay. But I want to cast it at third level. That's a more dice, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's a first level spell. And then for every slot above first, it's two additional D8. All right. Roll those dice. Starts with five, so that's seven, nine D8s. I don't have that many, so we'll have to roll in batches here, and that's fine. One, two, three, four, five, six. I've got seven, so I'll have to roll two more, and that's fine. Oh, there's one. Little one. Snuck out of there. And we'll take these two. Forty-eight. Ten people just pass out right there. 
as soon as you cast that spell. Pretty much an even mix between sailors and normal townsfolk. Okay. But they collapse in heaps on the floor, across their tables. The other people in the fight just don't seem to notice. Oh dear. Darvin, what do you want to do? I'm trying to help calm things however I can. How do you want to do that? I think punching people might be the best thing I can do. Which side of this fight do you want to punch? I'm punching the sailors. Okay. Oh, good. (laughs) It's important to ask. The aggressors. All right. So you run up behind one of the sailors who's about to just throw a punch into this middle-aged elf man who's already got bones spreading across half his face. That's a 18. Yeah, it's going to hit. Seven damage. Okay, you catch him by surprise and punch him from behind. He quickly turns around. And I get my second punch, right? Okay, yeah. That's a 23. Yes, a 23 is going to hit. I'm bad at math, but it's more than the last day. (laughs) All right, minimum damage, six. That's still plenty. You deck this guy right in the face. I'm going to ask, are you knocking him unconscious or are you killing him? Unconscious. I didn't want to assume. <laughs> so you knock this guy out. The elf with the bone on his face like looks at you and nods thanks, gives a thumbs up, and turns to like be on the lookout for anybody else showing up to like tackle him. Uh, and then it's the drunken sailor's turn. I think seeing magic getting thrown about, having Holbrock and Mercakeen be far more effective than they could have known. And then seeing Darwin jump into the fray. Yeah. Some of them are still going to be engaged in fighting the patrons. Some of them have turned to just general mayhem. And now there's just chairs being thrown across the room. Um, need to make a, a save here for somebody. A stool goes flying by and hits Cynthia in the side and she drops down behind the bar. Damn it. Like you hear her swearing like she's not out. Still, though. But, Arnis, you definitely hear Cynthia like, oh, son of- <clears throat> Sailors. So, yeah, it's gone from a bit of a fight to a bit of destruction of property. The townsfolk are not happy about this, and they start forcibly trying to throw people out of the bar. You see one guy, like a burly dude, grab a sailor from behind and just put him in a chokehold. And you see this. This is like slowly... Passing out, falling to the ground. Ernest, what do you want to do? These people are pissing me off. You're ruining your good drinking time. Right? <sighs> I was trying to drink and play music and you're ruining it. I'm going to cast sleep again. <laughs> Damn idiots. Put more of them to sleep. More of them! <sighs> Just remember the elves can't be put to sleep by sleep. I know. Much like me. It's fine. I'm going to do it at the same level again. Okay. At level three. Going big guns. So. Well, I mean, sleep, so. Big pillow. Like medium guns, really. Five, 30, 37. Not as good as last time. Mm. You cast sleep over the crowd again. And again, a large number of them fall asleep. Like eight more people just doosh, 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 doze off. And the fight's starting to die down. A lot of the sailors are out. They were probably already drinking back at their boat before they came in here for this fight anyways. And I think the last two that are still awake are just going to quickly back up towards the door and each grab a bottle off the bar 
and then throw it at the bard, who is <laughs> ruining all of their fun. There you get to dodge some beer bottles. Does a 16 hit? I shield. <laughs> no. <laughs> so no. Arnis quickly tosses up a shield and glass shatters within inches of your face. Now this really is that scene from Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and liquor drips down this invisible shield in front of you, just landing on the stage. And the two of those sailors in a harumph just like <laughs> kick the door again one last time. Just like, and it swings like one of the hinges breaks a little bit and they, they get out of here. All the while, I'm giving them a look like what a perfectly good, like what a perfectly useless waste of ale. <laughs> okay. So like half of this bar is asleep now. They'll wake up in a minute. Literally a minute. <laughs> okay. You're just going to let them wake up on their own? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Darvin, what are you doing? Gives us a minute to collect our thoughts. <laughs> um, the sailors are all out, right? Yeah. Asleep. They're either asleep or have left. Do you want to do anything with the sleeping sailors? I kind of just want to like drag them outside or will that wake them up? No, that won't wake them up. Yeah, I don't want them to wake up and still be in here. <laughs> oh, okay. I think, yeah, that's fair. Holbrock and Mercikeen will definitely help you. They each just grab one under each arm and... <laughs> Probably like throw one over the shoulder and grab another one just by the back of the shirt and drags them out. <laughs> nice. So I think the three of you are able to get these drunken fools outside in pretty short order. Maybe they're starting to wake up as you get the last couple of them out. Holbrock and Mercikeen are not being gentle about how they leave them outside. Like toss them a few feet here, drop them on their buddies over there. I'm probably a little gentler. <laughs> Cynthia, the bar owner. Tries to straighten herself up a little bit, get a sense of the damage, looks around, just, you <sighs> see her shake her head and, like, disappointment, like, <sighs> we didn't need to have a fight here, things already suck, and, like, putting tables back upright, wiping down the bar. What about the two of you? I'm gonna help her do that. Okay. Yeah, I would help her as well. well oh, we so the show of- stops. Well, I mean, it I, it stopped when the fight started, so I would help her put things back together before I, like, start again, because it's the kind thing to do. Okay. Right. In which case, Arnis, since you spent the most time with Cynthia, you notice this as you're helping her. That bone that's been creeping up her neck has gotten a little bit higher, but it also seems to have cracked from the recent action. Ooh. She certainly feels a little sore, but she's not paying it much attention. She's just trying to get the tavern back up and going. Darvin, Arnis, thanks for helping me set back up. <sighs> Let's try to salvage the night, huh? Yeah. Sure. Okay. And she turns to the rest of the tavern. All right, except for the sailors, drinks are half off for the next uh, hour. Everybody like gives a little, hey. <laughs> she doesn't want to lose business. People aren't really going that far away, but still, they could just go back to their boats or go back to their rooms or homes and just sulk for the rest of the night. Or they yeah. could be in here. And she's trying to encourage that. So, back to playing music for Arnis? Yes. All right. Darvin, what about you and Felicity? Oh, back to drinking and toasting silently, I guess. Ooh. It's all still silent toasts? Awkward. I think. Well, that's fine. You know, you can have silent toasts with just like a knowing look or a look away and however you want to do it. And it's as things are getting back into the swing of it. Arnis's music is picking back up. People have definitely taken advantage of those half-off drinks. 
you see a couple of sailors from other ships. Like they're wearing different colors on their mm-hmm. collars or on their sleeves or on their hats. They will like try to hide those hats and like pull off their armbands and be like half price. And <laughs> Cynthia just no. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> nope, you can suck it. <laughs> and the evening starts picking back up again. There will certainly need to be repairs over the next day or two to fix some of the broken furniture, fix the door. And then, while Aranus is playing, people seem to be having a good enough time, considering the situation. You hear the door open again. Like, it's much louder now, because the hinges broke, and there's a very noticeable, like, scree! <laughs> uh, as the door gets pushed open. So, naturally, like, half the bar turns and looks and... There's a very peculiar pair entering in. Chris, why don't you describe those two people for us? Uh, yeah. Oh, dear. Um, one of them barely gets to the door because they're quite large. Um, <laughs> like 10 feet tall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's how tall a genius. Um, oh, dear. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah. He walks in in the traditional robes of a priest of, correct me if, I'm say, if I say this wrong, Corbinal? Um, I will correct you, because <laughs> yep. um, you're adding letters where they don't belong. Oh, that's what I thought I was going to do. Cobernal. Cobernal. I'm going to write that down phonetically now. Okay. So give me one second. As in Cobernal yourself. <laughs> Cobernal, the god of elementals. Oh, dear. Darwin would definitely recognize these robes just due to your religious training. Arnis, I'm not sure if you would. Uh, it, nope. You could roll a religion if you want to find out if you recognize them or not. Yeah. Why not? You've traveled around. You've seen lots of different things. It's entirely possible. It's possible. I've seen this. These aren't secret robes either, so. No. Nope. I crit failed. Oh, there's Ooh, a one? robes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much what I do with that tiny metal die is I crit fail. Okay. Like, that's what happens. A large gin just walked in. That's what you saw. Uh, pretty robes. And then traveling <laughs> with the large gin is a, a young woman about half his size uh she's about five four significantly smaller with bluish skin and uh, similar robes she wears a hooded cloak that appears to change color as it walks about the room um it's very beautiful and she follows directly behind him and they go up to the bar and he doesn't really sit because he'd probably break a chair (laughs) Um, but, uh, stands and enjoys the music as she sits down on a stool and takes out a book and begins to read while drinking a, uh, a very small glass of ale. Okay. What's the djinn's name? Uh, his name is Hurakan. Hurakan. That's the shortened version of his name. Oh my God. Uh, would you say he has a very long-winded name? It is quite. Would you like to hear it? I can pull it out of my notes. It's really good. I really like um, it. Or, or we, we can, can wait do for it formal now. introductions. We can wait. Let's wait for formal introductions. That yeah. can be more fun. I think we can wait. I already hate his character. <laughs> I'm already planning to call him Huri. It's so pretentious. I mean, I love it. Like, I love it. But I already hate it. <laughs> I think Cynthia walks up to Huracan. Yes. All right, cool. Cynthia walks up to this very large djinn and his smaller companion from the other side of the bar. Oh, well, you're a surprise. Uh, is there anything I can do for the two of you, sir, miss? 
the large gin doesn't say much, just kind of makes it a two gesture, like two drinks, mm-hmm. and then speaks in a grunt. <laughs> if you recognize Primordial, it is actually language he's speaking. No, um, <laughs> Cynthia does not know Primordial. Uh, and the smaller one, in a very soft voice, says uh, two ales, please. Okay. I can understand you. That's, That's a relief. Do you want to start a tab, miss? I uh, will pay as we drink. Okay. Um, what, is the, what is the smaller person's name? Iolana. Iolana. Perfect. I'm going to call you E. Or Eel. Cynthia pours you your drinks. Um, and with, with your permission... Um, act as the the other one who's not you okay (laughs) you don't want me to juggle them both for a while and really let that head dangle no because i want to move the story forward okay as much as i love the confusion that we're uh handing over to nate and shannon right now that's fine it's fine everything is fine i'm just trying to work in a gin and tonic joke i feel like you just did (laughs) so huracan turns to iolana Speaks to you in primordial, but I will speak in English so everybody understands. Got it. <laughs> Tell me, what do you see in here? Well, Father, uh, it appears as if there's been some sort of confrontation recently. <laughs> That's obvious. And I do believe the bard is the one we're looking for. Is the bard the only one that grabs your attention? And she kind of looks around the room a little more. And spots Darwin without making any sort of eye contact and says, the monk is also here. Good job. Tell me, what's he drinking? Mm. Roll investigation. Uh, that's an eight. <laughs> so what's he drinking? What do you say? <laughs> How do you uh, respond? Oh, okay. Liquid. <laughs> uh, she takes a moment and not wanting to be wrong, <laughs> afraid of failure. Says uh, from this location, I, I cannot make out exactly what he's drinking, but it appears to be some sort of drink. <laughs> Liquid. Accurate. Huracan sets a very large hand <laughs> on your shoulder, yeah. and there's just a disapproving tisk, tisk, tisk. Still so much to learn. I will not be able to teach you forever. You need to learn to do this on your own. He looks over, like, very nonchalantly towards Darvin. It's a red wine, I believe, from Amranor. But still, we need to get closer to them. You need to get closer to them. I'll, uh, leave you to it. Motions back to Cynthia and puts up another two fingers. Grunts. She hands him two glasses and two. (laughs) Big. She just puts two bottles down <laughs> and just starts drinking from one of them. So Darwin and Aranis, these people are weird. Sorry, I shouldn't say they're weird. You have not seen people like this before. They're new. <laughs> one of them is very large, and Darwin, you definitely recognize the religious attire. What are either of you doing? Okay, knowing that there was like just a big old fight in here, I know that I can't stop playing. Like I have to like keep the show going, otherwise poor Cynthia's not gonna like recoup costs for tonight. So I ha like I have to keep playing. 
but I think vocally I stop for a minute as I'm like, what <laughs> in the hell is, what is this? Do I, okay, do I see her looking at me? Probably. Because I can, I mean, I would You're assume. performing. Yeah, so. I would assume I can see pretty much everything, but I figured yeah. I should, I should ask. You catch a glance. Okay, and then I'm like, what? And of course, I'm like paranoid now because Gosia and who is it? Ovid. Ovid. Thank you. Gosia and Ovid are in town. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. uh, like now I'm paranoid. Like, why was she looking at me? What in the heck? I can't stop playing. <laughs> Must keep playing. Okay. But I'm a little, I'm, I'm uneasy. All right. What about you, Darwin? I'm kind of going to like glance to Arnis to see how he's reacting. It's not well. (laughs) (laughs) Is it not well enough that I would notice? Oh, it's noticeable. Is this nervous? Is this scared? What's the look on Aranis's face? What's probably projecting, because I'm like a consummate performer, is like a mild level of nervousness, which I wouldn't normally show at all. I think the main reason Darwin's able to pick this up is because the two of you have known each other for so long. Most of the townsfolk here are not going to notice anything. Yeah. But Darwin's able to pick up on smaller tells because of your familiarity. All right, Darwin, what do you do with that? Well, I don't know. I think I would still follow Arnus's cue and keep drinking. But <laughs> that's always Arnus's cue. But with the you know newfound caution, I think random, not so random. Partially side question. Okay. You know how I'm immune to poison now? Yeah. Does that include alcohol? <laughs> Those are usually constitution checks. But, hmm. But, I mean, technically. Um. I don't necessarily want it to, for the record. I just want to know. Okay. Darwin, I think if you want to say that alcohol doesn't count as poison, so you can drink and forget some woes. Nice. We will say that it doesn't count as being poisoned. Um, as long as it's just normal alcohol. If somebody puts something in the drink. Okay. That might be a different case. But normal alcohol, yeah, you're going to get affected by it. Uh, so no, no, like Captain America, Wolverine worries here. Like, cool. get, you can get liquored up if you want. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> okay, so you're just going to continue drinking, you and Cynthia, while Aranis plays. Yeah. Okay. Ilana, what are you doing while the bard entertains? I'm going to sit where I'm at for a few moments, just kind of that like collecting my thoughts, looking like this studious kind of trying to paint a picture and the words aren't coming (laughs) out of place. Like I'm dressed like a religious person, right? I look like Mm -hmm. a a priest and I'm sitting there with a book, writing, taking notes, reading, drinking an ale, not something you normally do in a bar. Um, what is Darwin wearing? Mm. That's probably not in his monk clothes. He's probably acquired like just some basic you know, outdoory work stuff. I don't know what that would be. Like, don't let him fool you. He looks like a lumberjack. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the in settings equivalent look is. Uh, I mean, are you wearing, okay, are you wearing leather or is this fabric? Probably fabric. I'd go cheap. Okay. Uh, what color are you wearing? You know, not, nothing vibrant. My color scheme is still pretty much blacks and grays. Mm-hmm. Like a work clothes equivalent, blacks and grays. Are these well-worn, or are you keeping these in good condition? Um, maybe in the middle. They were 
they're okay. It's starting to wear a little. Okay. Do you wear your sword on you? Yes. Okay. There we go. And your companion, Darwin, or your friend that you're sitting with, is she wearing her traditional attire also, or is she wearing civvies? Hmm. Felicity. Uh, let's see. She was out chopping wood with me. She was, but that was more just to talk to you. She, Felicity is not a lumberjack of any kind. But she is okay. I don't think Felicity is in her full priestess outfit, but she is always wearing a pendant or a bracelet of her god. So there's definitely religious, um, there's definitely religious wear. I think in this case, it is a necklace. And there's a nice, good-sized symbol of Favon there. Are you proficient in religion? Um, currently not. <laughs> well, there's some things I can do. Right, right, right. But not currently, no. I do have four what? points in it, though, because I'm intelligent. I asked if you were proficient. <laughs> Go ahead and roll another investigation. Or a religion. Either one. Oh, these new dice are not rolling well. That's a nine. It is a religious necklace. You're not sure which. Okay, I can work with that. Um, is father staying in the bar? For now. Okay. He's got two bottles. He's not going anywhere yet. Feeling all of that, like, being watched over tension now. Fun. Okay. Uh, There's a little bit of that going on, too. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of, I'm assuming, kind of the point right now. So, approximately how far from me are Darwin and Cynthia? Felicity. You mean Felicity, Felicity, I'm sorry. Cynthia, Cynthia is, is the bartender. The bar, yeah. I'd say it's about 25 feet through the crowd. Through the crowd. Okay. All right. No, there's a couple of ways I can do this. I think I'm going to wait. I have no rush. I'm going to kind of continue in my spot, mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing, taking my notes. Okay. I have a long play plan that I think uh, that we're going to play out. Okay. I'm watching without watching. All right. Roll me another investigation just for like the next cool. good long while. It's a 13. Okay. Aranis. Yep. How late do you play till tonight? Probably a little later than normal, just because of the whole, like, bar fight Mm -hmm. incident. And I want to try to, like, make up, like, some of that, like, time lost and see if I can make up some of the, like, money for her. But, I mean, it's not terribly late. Okay. That just leads me to the other question, then. When do you normally stop, then? Like, that doesn't, that makes it sound like you're not closing down the bar when you play. Otherwise, you couldn't play later. Um, so what time do you normally stop? Oh, that hadn't occurred to me. Yeah, Cynthia still sleeps. Um, she's not keeping the bar open late without a very good reason. <gasps> so I get uh, no, I guess I, I guess I'm thinking of like a weekday weekend like type idea, right? Like the bar mm-hmm. wouldn't be open necessarily as late on a weekday. And, like, I try to convince her, hey, keep it open a little bit later tonight, even though it's, like, a Tuesday, mm-hmm. so we can, like, maybe recoup some of what you lost in the bar fight. All right. Or the time you lost, or the beer bottles that got broken. <laughs> Roll a persuasion, then. Mm. Gouda. You're so persuasive. Don't worry. Hey, um, that's a 21. Cynthia will keep the bar open about an extra hour or so. Yeah, not too late. Just Some people still leave at the normal time. But there's a there's a good enough crowd staying later to make it worth the while. Cool. And all this while, Darvin, what are you and Felicity up to? Is it still just drinking? Yeah. Are you ready to talk more about Corum? 
I mean, I might be, but at this point, I think I've expressed everything. Okay. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Does uh, Arnis take a break at any point? Well, everybody has to pee. Well, but, like, <laughs> but do you, like, take a break in the middle of the set and, like, get a drink and, you know, not be playing? Or be like, hey, I'm going to take a 10-minute break. I've got another set coming up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. Of course I do. I have okay. to, I mean, like... Well, then, let's take a couple of steps back and go to one of those breaks. Because that's what I'm waiting for. Okay. So... Getting close to the normal closing time, uh, you take a quick break to convince Cynthia that, hey, let's stay open a little bit longer. Uh, you freshen up your drink, you use the restroom if you need to or whatever, and the place quiets down for a bit. Iolana. As Arnis is wrapping up that conversation, Iolana comes up to you, and she's very, very excited. Like, oh my god, you are so good! Thank you. Like, where did you learn how to play like that? Arnis is very suspicious of this person, <laughs> knowing that they've got a 10-foot friend. Uh, college? Wait, wait, where did you go to college? Bard College. But, like, like where? This sounds so interesting. <laughs> it was. You ask a lot of questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just... Um, or my, my dad and I are like coming through town and it's my first time like getting off the boat. So I'm really excited. Wait, that's your dad? Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> wait, no, 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 no. Wait. No, 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 no. Like I have to pee, so I have to go. <laughs> right now. Wait, isn't your name Arnis? Shit, now I really have to go. <laughs> and I just walk away. I like, I just start booking. <laughs> You go out like the out through the back door. Wherever the like outhouse is thing, yeah. like that's where I'm headed. There can totally be a back door. Sure, that's where I'm going. You like quickly duck behind the bar out a back door. I give Cynthia like, what the fuck? Look, <laughs> like running, like <laughs> not, not a like dead sprint, but I like mm -hmm. <laughs> nobody takes their loot to the bathroom, but I like grab M and I'm like, uh, gotta go. Like, out to the bathroom. It's awesome. <laughs> so awesome. All right. I think as that's going down, Felicity nudges you, Darvin, and was like, look at your friend over there. He looks real nervous. He looks real scared. Oh. As you turn just to see Arnis, like, <laughs> clutching M <Em> and <laughs> rushing out the back door. <sighs> I should see what that's about. Okay. What do you do? How do you see what that's about? I'm gonna kind of follow Arnis. I mean, not to the point of like into the restroom or anything, but <laughs> but like when you come back out, I'm there to be like, what was that? What happened? That chick knows my name. You're performing in public under your name. That's not a miracle. <laughs> yeah, but you asked it as if like you shouldn't have known it. <laughs> well, you're a famous bard. People know you. She was asking me a lot of questions. It was weird. I had to go. <laughs> Plus, I had to go. <laughs> so. so it worked out. <laughs> yes and no. But now I have to go back in there and keep playing. And I feel like she's going to be like right there at the door to be like, wait, wait, wait. I have more questions. <laughs> it's kind of freaking me out. <laughs> of course, I haven't really like talked to another person that wasn't like Cynthia in like a good month. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
I mean, people come up occasionally and are like, well, that was great. But that's like the extent of the conversations I've had. Like, I haven't even really been talking to Darwin except for the like snarky comments today. Mm-hmm. I've talked to more trees than people. And so to have somebody coming up and suddenly like asking me all these questions, I'm like out of practice, really like talking to people. And I'm just like, no, I don't okay. want to uh, mm, mm, go away. <laughs> so do you guys do anything else while you're outside? I, no, I tell him I, I got to go back in there. And so do you, I guess. I guess. She's probably going to ask you a lot of questions, too. I wouldn't answer. Because <laughs> that, that big dude that was with her, that's her dad. Oh. That's kind of what I said. <laughs> ah! Good to know. Thanks. I'm not sure how to deal with life right now. <laughs> I go back in. Wait, wait, wait. And I go, oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I need more beer. <laughs> Real life or in the game? In game. Okay. Who goes back into the bar first? I think I pushed Darvin ahead of me. <laughs> I guess I go first. back first then. <laughs> you go so first. Fun. Uh, you go first. I have no problem preceding you if it will help. All right. Is Iolana still there? She's sitting down next to Felicity, and we've started up a conversation. <laughs> Damn it. Didn't think of that. <laughs> mm, I want to go there. I don't know this was happening, so I want to go there. So Arnis and Darvin run out the back. And Iolana, you come and join Felicity at the table. It was an open stool in a crowded bar, so I just I sat down. Mm-hmm. I think as you go to sit down, just, oh, that's my friend's seat. I'm sure he's going to be back. Are you going to be quick? Yeah, I just wanted to get a drink, and I wanted to ask you what, what, what got your, your bracelets for. Oh, Favon. I'm a traveler. I help out the ships. You work on ships too. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, we 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 work on the merchant ships as as you know, kind of help, helping guide them with the wind and 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 in the sea and and our ability to control the elements. Oh, how's that going for you lately? Well, you know, we just we just came back from from far away and and we're um, we're, we're we're doing good. We're, the last trip was as smooth as we could make it. I, I okay. How long were you at sea? Oh, I have to remember this now. You can tell the truth. You can lie. I was going to ask, knowing where I came from, mm-hmm. how long would that have been? A few weeks. So we were, we were at sea for a couple of weeks. We, we didn't hit too many problems, so managed to make pretty normal time from where we were coming. That's great. Now, is it you or the big guy who helps out more? Well, you know, he's, he's teaching me. I, I've only been doing it for a little while. I mean, look at him. He's, he's kind of ancient. They, you know, the mm-hmm. race lives a really long time. So these powers, are they just yours naturally? Is this magic you get from somewhere? Well, you know, I, 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 I'm a priest, so you know, I've studied and I've, I've gained some things, but I haven't been learning for a really long time. And that's still working out well for you? You like the ships? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting and it's an adventure and I, I get to see things I never would have been able to see. <sighs> and so you came here? There's not much to see here. Um, this is where the boat stopped. We're going to go to the next stop and we just, we'll keep riding with the ship. Well, I hate to tell you, I don't think your ship's leaving anytime soon. Um, but why here? Who's stopping here? Uh, we're, we're on a merchant ship, but it's one of the many stops on their route. Okay. At what point in this conversation do we come back in? About halfway through. Oh, I, I guess you're... I don't know the other part of like... No, you don't get mind. to hear any of this. Never mind. The bar is far too loud for you to hear this conversation. Never mind. I was thinking about the conversation that like she was having with daddy earlier. No, and yeah, I'm like, I have, have no that. idea what's going on. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. No. Yeah, forget all that. But yeah, about midway through this conversation, um, Arnis, you're back up on the stage. and Darvin, you can certainly notice Felicity talking with this young woman. Elon, is there anything else? So, oh, where are my manners? I'm Felicity Hallibrook. You are? Uh, my, my name is Iolana Makani. My friends call me Eo. Eo, okay. 
Well, Ilana, it's a pleasure to meet you. And Felicity extends a hand. And I shake her hand. Okay. Darvin, seeing Felicity talking with this new stranger, are you going back over there or what? Yeah, I gotta do damage control. As you return to the table, Felicity says, Oh, Darvin, this is Ilana. She's another person of the cloth. Maybe she could help you with some of your difficulties. Are you one of us? One of whom? Those who, who celebrate the gods. In a manner of speaking. Really? And who do you pray to? Um, I'm going to lie. <laughs> you ask a it. lot of questions. <laughs> Go for it. Who do you want to say? Um, the, I, I can pull out the list of gods if there's a particular one you want. I would say just the first thing that comes to mind. Unfortunately, the first thing that comes to my mind is Pathox, which I don't think is what Darwin's going to say. I, pick the human god. I was going to say Adarus would be a good bet. Yeah, pick, okay. the, pick the human okay. god. Yeah, Adarus. Adarus, the human god. Roll deception. Damn it, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm going to roll on. against that on my insight. Yes, you will. Yolana, roll insight. I have a negative bonus to deception. Darvin? 16. 18. Damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, Darvin's lying. You don't know the real answer, but you know that Adaris is not true. Okay. And I say, oh, honey, you don't have to lie. I mean, it, it could be any, it, it's okay if you like worship Gossam or someone. I'm not going to judge you. Can I like it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. It's, you got me. It's Gossam. Go ahead and roll deception <laughs> again. This is the best. Darvin? 17. 22. <laughs> okay, Ilana, I don't know, whatever you want to do with that. Oh, well, fine. I mean, I guess if you just keep lying to me, it's so rude. Oh my God. <sighs> Hate her already. Punch her in the face. Punch her in the face. <laughs> don't punch her in the face. She's got a big friend. <laughs> not punching her in the face. I'm just going to say, I'm sorry. I'm just not in the mood to discuss this at present. Okay. And then in your head. Oh, you hear, mother of. How would Coram feel about your lies? <gasps> Damn. You stay out of my head. You don't do that. What are you talking about? Do I see this whole thing like taking place? You can see it, but you can't hear it. No, the thing in the head. No, no, no. No, no of course I can't. No, that's not a visible effect. Well, except like oh. what is Darwin's facial reaction to it? Because I'm watching this conversation happen. I don't know. Darwin, physically, how do you react to hearing a voice in your head? Viscerally, I would think. Viscerally? Uh, what's the adverb form of that? Viscerally. A visceral reaction is yeah. viscerally. Yeah. yeah. Viscerally. Are you responding out loud or also with thought? Can I respond with thought? Can he respond with thought? It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm responding well, he, out loud anyway. He, he can. He doesn't know where it's coming from. No, I'm, I'm responding out loud. I think it'd be my instinct is just also I kind of want, you know, my companions to know what is happening to me. <laughs> Felicity will be able to hear what you say. Arnis will not. Unless you like and come she, get me or something. All I see grows, is your face. Felicity grows very concerned at your sudden outburst. She has no idea what just happened. Like, reaches out and puts a hand on your arm. Darvin, relax. It's okay. She's friendly. I'm friendly. Mm. Is Arnis, Those sailors are gone. Is Arnis playing again? Mm-hmm. Man. Darvin needs to GTFO, but he's not gonna <laughs> but he's not gonna like not let Arnis know. You you want to shout at Arnest? You just want to like do some hand signals, like "Hey, yo, me, yeah, door, God." Yeah, that. What do we? The hand signals. If there's a way to signal, oh, this isn't cool. I gotta go. I think you can get the gist of that across. Like I'm uncomfortable. I'm leaving. Point at your head. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Yes, that. <laughs> Darwin starts rushing away. 
I think Felicity's going to follow you. Not immediately, not on your heels, but as soon as you get to the door, oh, oh, I should go pay. Excuse me, Ilana. <laughs> right. But was it something I said? As this whole thing I don't is know. going down, like my eyes get really wide, like, oh my God, my backup is gone. Sorry. I can't leave. <laughs> what do you do, Aranis? Keep playing. Okay. Darvin, when you get outside, it's dark. The night is getting very late. And even though it's very difficult to see, partially because it's dark and partially because of that water that just hangs in the air, which tonight seems especially thick. And as soon as you rush out the door, you feel several of these large drops. Sorry. You feel yourself walk through several of these and just feel it as it hits your face like and there's like water on you now. Um, Roll perception. Five. It's wet. It's a little (laughs) warm. How far away are you going from the tavern? I'm not going far because I still feel bad about leaving Aranis hanging. So I think my plan is going to be to kind of stay very close, but sort of stealthy. So like maybe do like little patrolly loops around just the building itself. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to your first loop around, Felicity is already outside and just like tries to stop you. Darvin, Darvin, Darvin. Whoa, whoa, buddy. Are you okay? You didn't, you didn't hear that, right? I heard what you said. You sounded freaked out. She talked to me. I, yeah, I was right there. Of course she was talking to you. I heard her talking to you. She was talking to me too before you came back in. Yeah, but you didn't hear all of it. What are you talking about? She, I was right there. She said things in my head. What, like magic? I don't know. Maybe. <sighs> I mean, how else would one say things in my head? I, I don't know. That's not something that I do. Also, she knows what God I serve. Huh. That's interesting. Well, I don't know. Are you afraid of her? I am severely freaked out. I mean, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but you're encountering something you don't know if it's magic or not. It's freaking you out. You're a little scared. That's okay. I bet your god could give you a little bit of strength. But if you're more freaked out by him than you are of her, I'm not sure... I mean, if I could talk to Favon, I would. I would try to help you out, but I can't. At least they're not responding anyways. Do you know why? <sighs> no. But if you just need me to walk around the building with you, fine. Yeah. Okay. But we gotta be. I don't want her to see us. All right. But we need to keep an eye out for Arnis. Okay. Let's do that. Eulana. Mm, what are you yes. doing after Darwin runs out? Felicity left almost immediately right after him. Let's see. Arnis is still playing. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm going to uh, stand up, go over to where Huracan is standing. I'm going to pick up my bag, throw it on my back, and I'm going to walk out the front door. Okay. Like it's an everyday Tuesday, and I'm just leaving the bar. I'm just leaving the bar. All right. Very similar to Darvin, you feel that the water is bigger in the air tonight. You go ahead and roll Perception. 17. Much better. Now, on your journey here, you had encountered this before. It pretty much always just seemed like rainwater. There's something different about it tonight. There's a scent in it. Almost floral. It's hard to put your finger on it. Okay. Would you take a quick look around? Darvin, go ahead and roll Stealth. 26. All right, go ahead and roll Perception, Yolanda. <laughs> It's a 13. 
as you're standing out there for a couple minutes, you don't see Darvin. You're not sure where he went. Does Felicity need to roll stealth too? No, I'm going to say Darvin's uh, helping her out. Okay. <laughs> Just figured I'd ask. She's also a halfling. So despite her lack of training, I think with Darvin's help, like we're fine there. Okay. So not seeing Darvin right away. What do you do? I take a moment and take my hood off. And to anyone watching, it appears like I just stood there for like an extra long blink. But for myself, something's happening. (laughs) What is happening? Um, I've focused on the act of being stealthy. Like I've focused, narrowed my mind into the idea of I'm going to be sneaky. Willing it so, if you will. What the hell is this? I'm using my psychic focus for chameleon. Okay. And then after doing that, I'm going to do my own lap around the building. In your own stealthy way? In my own stealthy way. All right. Find a spot to watch the door. The front door? Yes. Okay. Go ahead and roll stealth with your advantage. It's a good thing I had that. It's a 15. Okay. It's pretty dark out here and you find a nice little spot to hide. And as people walk by, heading home, like they're done for the day. This is late. Nobody seems to spot you. Darvin, as you and Felicity make your way quietly, sneakily around the building, roll perception. 19. And as you make your way around the front of the building, you catch just the faintest glimmer of reflection of moonlight across someone hiding in between some crates. Uh, It's certainly the form of a person. Roll stealth. 28. I have a feeling you're going to have to crit to see Darvin at this point. Yep. Ilana, go ahead and roll perception. That's not going to do it. That's a seven. So Darvin, you definitely can see somebody is carefully watching the door to the tavern. They don't notice you. Do you do anything? No, I don't think so. Are you continuing your pacing around the building? Mm, I may stay a little more stationary so as not to, you know. Expose yourself? Yes, thank you. To be less conspicuous. Okay. And as the two of you just sit, both hiding, neither moving for a while, the bar finally starts to shut down. People are leaving en masse. Cynthia has finished last call. People are paying their tabs. People are going to go home and sleep for the night. Arnis, you collect your tips and your pay. It's pretty good tonight. Cynthia will approach you before you have a chance to leave. Arnis, I mean, besides the playing, thanks for helping out with those dumbass sailors. <sighs> we'll see if they're better tomorrow. We can only hope. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very nice job tonight. Come on back whenever you want. See you in the morning. She just smiles and shakes her head like, ah, you lovable drunk. (laughs) I think it's mm, not the last patron to leave, but near the last patron to leave is Huracan. He walks out, squeezes himself out through the door, and just stands there in the middle of the roadway. Takes a good look around, and he walks over towards the hotel. He doesn't need to help you right now. And so, Arnis, as you step out, getting ready to go turn in for the night, roll perception. Oh, dear. There's so much to perceive now. <laughs> there really is. I'm certain I'm going to miss all of it because there's so much to perceive. 
A bit. I got a 15. All right. You step out. The first thing you notice is, of course, the water hanging in the air. A more common occurrence since you killed Patches. And again, for you, much like Iolana, there's something off about it tonight. There's a scent in there. Floralish scent. And then as you're looking around, you see the reflection of some moonlight off of someone clearly trying to hide just across the way. Cool. Darwin and Iolana, you both definitely see Aranis walk out. <laughs> I'm trying to decide how, like, surly Aranis <laughs> is feeling. I think it's been just a weird enough day that he's, like, just surly enough to say something. So, uh, whatever this, like, shadow of somebody trying to hide is, I go, see you there. You're not stealthy. <laughs> and then I just walk off toward the hotel where I'm saying, like, I don't even stay to see if the person, like, pops out. I just, I just go, yeah, I, I, I'm seeing all of that, and I just start to go. <laughs> and as I'm called out, I step into the street, and I say, Arnus Gray, Gray the Great, Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. This would have gone much easier if you had just had a conversation with me. Oh, fuck off. And I keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a weird day. Mm, okay. Arnus is, walking. Arnus is not into it at all. All right, okay. Ilana, what do you do? How far are you at this point? I don't know. Another 30 feet down the road. It sounds like Arnus is just walking. Yep. Okay. At this point in your head, <laughs> you hear, I seek information regarding the Assassin Vale. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Tucker Tuttle and Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at dibbermusic.com and on Twitter at dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, our generous Patreon patrons, and our special friends who would like to say hello. My name is Checha. I'll be your DM for tonight. Hi, I'm Kara. I'm playing Tech Club. Hi, I'm Richard. I am playing Dawn. My name is Dia. I play Kasni. My name is Jan, and I'm playing Darren. Tech Club's just sitting there watching all of this happening. You'd have to be blind not to notice him, and even then you'd probably hear him. He's dirty in a sexy way. He's wearing 
something akin to a toga at the moment. No, I'm I'm very unusual. I swipe the electrum. Of course. As I do. As you do. Have you ever seen bacon before? Cassie just raises an eyebrow. How many children did I just orphan? Love and charm. Those weren't the words I was going to use. I spent a long time in the mountains. What is this? Some kind of small city? You guys are rolling so poorly. He's pointedly not looking at Don, but he kind of is. Do they have that in your backwards city? I grab it, sweep about, and kiss it. Hello, generic super name number four. Is it times like these that I'm glad I no longer have the ability to play flute? And I sort of look at what I'm wearing, wonder if I can give it up or not. This state is not going well. <laughs> the fan fiction writes itself. Tomorrow's the wedding. Uh, I hope you're all excited. Dice out. Now. Game! Game!